So we finished off last time talking about how sometimes we don't understand why something is good for us and it looks objectively bad on the surface. Um, but at the end of the day, we know Hashem is doing it, so Hashem is behind it, so it must be good for us. So there's a story I was just telling over to a friend. Uh, in the Gemara, it talks about Chizkiyahu and Amalek, I believe, that he did a few things that Hashem was happy with and a few things that weren't so great. Um, one of the things that he did that Hashem says was a, a good decision was that there used to be a book that had all of the refuas, all of the different ways in which we take a, a medicine for a sickness, meaning it would tell you how to, to cure anything. So imagine you have this book today, somebody gets cancer, you can cure the cancer. Somebody has a, a major accident, you could, you could help them in the best way possible to fix that damage. Um, but it was, a, it was a book of refuas, a refuas to, to cure any type of thing that could ail us. And uh, it, it, was, it worked. But Chizkiah Melech saw that uh, it should be destroyed. Why? So it says that because people weren't turning to Hashem, they were turning to this book. So if the entire purpose of the world is to, to build a relationship with Hashem, and there's a book that when a person's sick, they look at the book and then they cure their disease and then they're done. And Hashem wasn't part of the picture, so it, it needs to be destroyed because then it nullifies the purpose of creation of why we're here in the first place. Uh, so I think about that story. It, it's hard to swallow, obviously. If I had access to that book, I wouldn't destroy it. Um, but maybe I should. But um, that wouldn't be the first thing that pops into my head. I would think this is incredible. Hopefully, I wouldn't use it to to be, you know, to to make a lot of money. That's what we would have to like avoid the desire to do something like that. But at the very least, we'd hold on to it and help people with it. Um, but if we really were clear, we would see that actually this thing could be a complete distraction from our purpose in the world. And, uh, and I guess the right thing to do was to destroy it. So we have to think it's the same way with financial trouble, with any other trouble that we might have. Um, these things are, are in place. We don't see why, but at the very least they're there to make sure we cry out to Hashem. I do personally relate, you know, I, as we know from early in the podcast, you know, my situation personally uh, was changed up when I was laid off from my last job and it definitely caused me to, to cry out to Hashem and make sure you know it's it's hard to be in a situation okay you have what to eat today but tomorrow who knows what's going to be um, so that's a hard situation to be in uh, it does say I think it was in Rav Dessler he says that a person who has today and worries about tomorrow doesn't have bitachon so that's what we need to work on. If we have today, Hashem provided today, so then Hashem is going to provide tomorrow. When we don't have today, then then we have uh, what to complain about. But right now, we have to be tachon. We have what we have now, and Hashem's been providing up until now. So we have to rely on the fact that as long as we do the right thing, then Hashem is going to continue to provide and uh, strengthen ourselves in that. So anyway, let's jump into the next piece: is how Hashem deserves our trust. When we analyze these seven conditions, we see that they are not found at all in any created being, but all of them are found in the Creator and only in Him. This means that it is a mistake to trust in even the best human being. It says, don't rely on nobles even though they are noble-hearted people. In fact, don't put your trust in any human being. As he said earlier, even in Avram Avinu or Yaakov Avinu, it also says, accursed is the man who trusts in people. 
Even the most trustworthy man, even Avram Avinu, will not live forever. And when he passes away, he won't be able to keep his promises to you. And even when he's alive, he won't be able to conquer all the kings in the world. If you live someplace far away from him, he won't be able to help you. And therefore, complete trust is justified only by trusting in Hashem. That's why we have to learn these principles and constantly review them in our minds. Until we picture the idea that Hashem is our happiness, He is our trust, He is our wealth. Because we are certain to be rewarded, as it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in Hashem, then Hashem will be his security. The fact that man, the man who trusts in Hashem is blessed means he will be rewarded. Hashem will turn out to be his reward, to that extent that we trust in Him. In the same measure, that, that, in that same measure, He will reward us. That's why it pays to study the subject. So here he's going to go through these seven conditions. The first condition being kindness. In Hashem we find the first condition of trust as it is written. Hashem has pity on all his creations. This is that he's compassionate and gracious. Everything in the world is made with compassion for human beings. For example, the weather is made with compassion. It's never too hot, never too cold. We could feel differently about that made Shemesh sometimes, but <laughs> meaning we don't get destroyed because it's too hot and the world doesn't freeze over because it's too cold, right? There's unbelievable balance. When a person studies the planets, it's pretty incredible the, the nature of the perfection of what Earth is that allows you know, life to exist there. Anyway, he continues, We are able to survive the extremes of temperatures on Earth because the sun's not too close and not too far away. Had the sun been a little closer, we would have been burned into ashes. If the sun were a little farther away, we would freeze. Had the sun been a little bigger in size, we would burn. We would have burned up. If the sun were smaller in size, we would freeze. So everything in the world is made to provide a compassionate environment for human beings. As it, is, it says, Should I not have pity on the great city of Nineveh? Hashem told Yonah, in this story of Nineveh, right, that his compassion extends not only to Jews, but also to Nineveh, a great city of Gentiles. There's no question about it that Gentiles have food and heat in wintertime. They have places to sleep. They have clothing. Hashem is feeding the whole world, including all the food that is not permitted to us, such as ham and eels. He gives nourishment to the world, as it says, who nourishes the entire world. He thanks Hashem for feeding all creatures, including all the nations, all the animals, all the fish. This is clear evidence of his kindness. Kindness is one of the first principles of understanding Hashem. We'll leave it there today. I'm just like you. I'm just passing through, just like you. My heart wants to feel something that's real. And my mind hopes to find treasures of another kind. And if you had my eyes, you'd see. Palette